Hey, welcome to the Living the Dream podcast, where we help you get clarity, build skills, enhance your character, curate your environment, take daily massive action, and develop a positive mindset. Join our community by heading over to workwithtimmydouglas.com and get our free book and list of questions that will help you build an impactful and purposeful life. Enjoy the show. All right, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Living the Dream podcast. Today on the show, we have Adam Lucero, who is a performance coach. Adam, how are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. Excited to be here. Hey, we're excited to have you, man. And we like to jump right in. So if you could start with telling us a little bit more about yourself, what you'd like to do for fun, that'd be mm-hmm. great. Yeah, so I'm a performance coach specializing in men, optimizing their energy, their mental alertness, and really just killing procrastination so they scale their businesses, typically work with entrepreneurs, but men in general. And yeah, I guess what I like doing in my spare time, I like working out, being in the sun and going for walks, honestly. Uh, pretty get, I'm pretty competitive, so I get into something new usually like every month or two. So lately I've been into like bowling and getting into ping pong. Sounds like funky little things, but yeah, nonetheless, it's kind of what I'm into at the moment. There we go. There we go. Um, Do you have like a main thing that you stay doing competitively or do you always jump around? Yeah, I just jump around based upon what I feel like playing or if I'm like wanting to pursue the same skill or something for a while, keep going a little bit deeper. Yeah. Um, So yeah, just based off feel. I gotcha. Well, cool, man. Tell us a little bit about your motivation. What really gets you up and keeps you going every day? Just wanting, I've just crystal clear goals on what I want to achieve essentially in all areas of my life. And I'm in the building phase, building up to it, right? So I guess just knowing where I'm going to go in my five, 10 years, that's really what springs the motivation, I'd say. But I've always okay. been a pretty driven person too. So I don't know, naturally it just comes, but. Just natural motivation, huh? Yeah, I guess so. There we go. Nothing wrong with it. Well, cool, man. Let's jump into dreams and goals, right to the meat of the podcast. Tell us about those crystal clear goals that you have for your Mm -hmm. life and for your business. Yeah. So pretty much we'll go into like a few different areas, business, 10 figure or uh, essentially eight figure business working 20 hours or less. And obviously with clients that can pay anywhere from more to like 50 to like multiple hundred K would be ideal for like a one-to-one essentially. But in the meantime, uh, in other areas of life, which I'm actually more interested in lately, is more like the spiritual side. And so in terms of that, I guess what I'm just trying to say is get to a higher level of presence or be more present in the moment, essentially, is another way to phrase it. Uh, just because I realize that's like the the only way you can have that peace of mind, like true peace of mind. And so that's what I've been getting into lately for like the personal side, essentially. But yeah, those are some of the the big ones I've been working on. Okay. So we got eight-figure business working 20 hours or less with clients that can pay fifty dollars to $500,000 for a one-to-one interaction. Yeah. And then a higher level of presence for true peace of mind. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to add to that list? No, those are pretty big ones. Obviously, I have a family with multiple children and stuff. But yeah, those are the, okay. the big ones. And when you say multiple children, how many? Two to three. And um, you have a spouse, you have a partner? Girlfriend currently, but yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Are you guys fast tracked to marriage? Would you have kids as girlfriend, boyfriend? How would that dynamic work in your head? I know it's always different. Probably <laughs> probably married in, or propose in a year or two, somewhere in that range. Then whatever happens, happens in terms of like, yeah, when it happens. 
Solid, solid, solid. Well, cool, man. Let's dive into that eight-figure business working 20 hours or less. Mm-hmm. Clients that can pay those high-ticket prices. Tell us a bit about kind of the marketing behind a business like that. Like, are you running Facebook ads? Is it networking with high net worth individuals? Like, how does that look? Yeah, so I'm thinking it's going to be ads too. I mean, it's going to be a combination of organic and ads, right? But then you have to also have it structured in a way where you have a team doing most of the organic because ultimately my goal is to work 20 hours or or less a week. So obviously you have to think from that perspective. And so probably going to be a combination of both, but I'm always a paid ads person. I just like it. So once you get a funnel built out and you have leads coming to you just on autopilot, it's just so nice. It's just very little effort compared to like having to do organic content and then get appointment setters and stuff. But yeah. 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 No, I gotcha. And so when it comes to ads, do do people even run ads for the 50K to 500K clients? Or are they more the low ticket? Yeah, no, there's people, there's people that can get high tickets straight to cold like that for sure. I mean, I've even paid a pretty hefty price, like not 50K, but pretty hefty price just from cold ad to that person. So he got me. Sure, there's other ones doing it for higher prices as well. But also you can have like a different type of funnel built out too, you know, like maybe you're doing some sort of automated process for a five hundred dollar program, then upsell them into like a 10K or something like that or a 5K. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I got you. Um, do you know who Alex Hormozzi is? Yeah, yeah, everyone does. <laughs> everyone knows Alex Hormozzi. I like the 50k to 500 k price point because of his concept of like this man, this blew my mind. When this concept finally sat in my head, I don't know what I was thinking before this concept, mm-hmm. but the whole idea of customer financed acquisition, where it's like, <laughs> basically, it's a profitable business, right? Like you mm-hmm. run the ads and it costs you $2,000 to acquire a customer. And then you fulfill on whatever you promised the customer, say that costs mm-hmm. you $3,000. You have to charge 15K for it because it costs you five to get them and fulfill them. Mm-hmm. And then you want that 10K in cash flow to mm-hmm. 5K to acquire the next customer and then 5K in cash flow. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> for the longest time, I was thinking you, you need to like invest in the business, which you do need to invest in the business. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking of like investing into a business that's a black hole that doesn't mm-hmm. spit back out revenue and profits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I just couldn't wrap my head around spending a lot of money on marketing or taking debt to mm-hmm. market. But then it was like, oh, customer financed acquisition. It's like, you mm-hmm. really only need $2,000 to get started. You get your first customer and they make mm-hmm. you 5,000. Then you roll that back in mm-hmm. and you can scale to a 10 figure or eight figure bit. You could scale to a 10 figure business like yeah, that, yeah. but you can scale to an eight figure, nine figure, um, seven figure business like that. Um, yeah, definitely. If the numbers crazy. make sense and the funnel works out like that, yeah, hundred exactly. percent. Obviously, obviously it usually takes a lot of money to do the testing and get it to a point yes. where it's doing that though. And that's kind of the, the where most people struggle. Yeah, yeah, because if it's just your, if it's your last two thousand, well, it's like and it's, you have to test most funnels. Yeah, it's like you're not most likely not going to build a funnel that's going to give you that numbers with a two thousand dollar budget. Maybe you are, but even the best marketers, it's like you know you're kind of you're seeing what sticks, and then you have to kind of adjust it. Yeah, 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 no, for sure, for sure. Well, talk to us a little bit about what you want your team to look like. Like, do you want to be running with a lean and mean team? Do you see yourself employing hundreds of people? Obviously, like- as lean and mean as possible. That's the, that's the dream of any business. The more employees, the bigger, more things you have to manage or more responsibility there is. So obviously lean in me and ideally, 
Um, but at the end of the day, that's something that's just going to have to see how my business actually rolls out in terms of how many employees I'll have. But yeah, I always try and condense it as much as possible. Like even if I, when I was working with the VAs, I'll hire one person to do like five different responsibilities, responsibilities, just cause I'm like, it's less friction. Things are going to be done quicker. Um, so yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I got gotcha. you. Um, how long do you think you hit that eight figure mark? Like where is the timeline in your head? Do you have one? Or are you just kind of loosey goosey with it? Yeah. So I guess I probably, most people would say to have a specific time on it, but ultimately I just know that's my goal. And I'm just every day going at it with as fast as I can, you know, essentially doing as much as I can. We'll see what happens. So, um, but yeah, it maybe like five to seven years, somewhere in that range, probably. Yeah. Somewhere, maybe five to 10, range, Somewhere. I gotcha. Is there a specific reason you picked eight figures? Cause I feel like you can live, most people can live the life they want with seven. Yeah. So I'm like, why'd you hit that eight mark? Mainly because I always want to push myself. And so even when I get that seven, I'm like, I'm down to keep going till like eight essentially. But I think after that point, I, the money isn't going to change our lives. Cause the thing is, if you have like three children, even if you're seven figures, so much of that's going into your family, especially like if you're taking them on trips and stuff like that. So I think having a few extra million, I know this might sound like a little ridiculous, but I think the few extra million <laughs> would be a little bit more lavish. And that's just what I want. Um, yeah, yeah. so that's just why it is, but that's yeah, so funny. I love when I'm having a conversation with people and it's like, yeah, just having a few extra million. Um, Alex Ramazzi also talks about get around people who talk in bigger units, like yeah. time <laughs> units of money, you know, cause some people are like, yeah, having a few extra hundred a month is like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah. that's probably not the person you want to be around. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's a very good point. That's yeah. funny. I love it. I love it. Well, cool, man. And then higher level of presence for true peace of mind. Talk to us a little bit about that. What does it look like to cultivate presence in your life? Yeah. So again, it's just awareness and understanding. So the way I often think about it is humans are like the most depressed species. We kill ourselves at a greater rate than any other animal on this planet, anything that's living. And so I'm like, what is it that separates us from all these other animals and I realized it's our conscious mind. Now, to further this point, I've also had the experiences of realizing when I'm anxious, I feel overwhelmed, stressed, I'm not happy, there's internal turmoil, it's always because my mind's active. Now, on the flip side, when I look back at all the times in my life where I had true peace and I was just bliss and happy, it was just joy and bliss, not a worry in the world. It was when I was just so in the moment because I was having a great time or whatever it was that I didn't have the thoughts. And so I started reading books on this kind of stuff, like the power of now. And then there's a few other ones that really changed it for me. But the point is there was one time when I was reading one of those books for like two hours. And basically I saw, I, my level of presence was so high. And I saw like any time I saw my mind try to play tricks on me 24 seven. But what happened in that two hours was I felt the most confident, vibrant, happiest of my entire life, the most powerful. It doesn't matter what happened. If someone could have ran up to me and punched me in the face, it would not have affected my internal state. I felt like unbreakable. Nothing could have touched me. I don't care what happened. Someone could have shot me. I literally would not have broken my mood. I would have been like, okay, that happened type of thing. Like, it was insane. I just had this crazy experience. Yeah. And so that's when it dawned on me. I was like, it's really our mind is like the thing that makes our species like the most sick that kills it. We kill each other in the tens of millions, you know, like 
we're not the best species in that regard. Um, but anyway, so I just had the necessary experiences to realize the true power of high degree of presence and how that can profoundly transform your life and instantly dissolve all anxiety, depression, negative emotion. So I've just had the experiences and put in the t time and energy. And look, I'm not, I've never reached that state again where I was that powerful, but because I've had it and I, I see the depth of the concepts they talk about, how profound it really can be in one's life. Mm. Mm. And so then you talked about it being awareness and understanding and you got it while reading a book. So a lot of people go to meditating first. You went to reading a book. So I'm curious, what are all the ways that you seek to get awareness and understanding in your yeah, life? So I just think the I've just noticed, at least in my life, the more that I read those books and I start to see how the mind tries to trick you, the more I'm aware of it when it happens during my day and I can catch it. And I realize like, that's just my mind trying to get me to distract myself and think because your mind's a separate entity as you, you aren't not your thoughts. They just come up sporadically, randomly. And so the thing is, if you put your energy towards them, you're going to have this anxiety, depression, like your mind wants you to constantly be thinking, thinking, thinking. But when you can separate yourself from your thoughts, realize that this is leading to anxiety. And that comes from awareness. You have to be aware to realize like when you have, when you feel anxious, you're always going to, I guarantee if you ever feel anxious or depressed, I guarantee you have high mind activity. I know it for a fact because when I had extreme low mind activity, I was impenetrable. Yeah. And so I've just had the experiences like that. So I just constantly read the books and day by day, I just keep getting a little bit more aware. And so I can catch myself in times when I start thinking, I'm like, nope, let's cut it off, get back to the moment. I focus on feeling my body on the internal state, feeling my, or hearing my heartbeat, feeling it pump and having that mind body connection with my muscles. And so I noticed that works for me, but other times I can just literally, if I'm in a room by myself, I can just listen to the silence and that can bring me into a pretty good state as well. I feel like there's different, like different methods you can use to kind of get a higher level of presence. Yeah. 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 No, for sure. And it is different for everybody. Some people it's working out walks, sports, mm -hmm. intense focused activities. It can be yeah. literally whatever works for you. Mm -hmm. Well, cool, man. Tell us about um, the top one to two skills that you need to develop right now to make your dreams and goals come true. Hmm. The top one to two skills, managing and scaling more like managing a team. That's going to be yeah. the biggest thing I feel like. Um, yeah, I'd say that's definitely because I feel like th that's the biggest aspect of any business that's growing is how well you get your team to operate, how efficient, how good of a, you know, surrounding environment you are for them and having the right systems and structures in place. So I think that's really important. So that's definitely something I need to work on. And then I guess the other thing would be, again, have a higher degree of, of presence. Because the thing is, when I'm in these states where I have less mind activity, it's like a more of a flow state where I get more inspiration and ideas. They come to me just naturally. And so I noticed that I have the biggest growth spurts in my business is when I'm in this kind of state more. So I think as weird as it sounds, like I truly believe that that's, like, that's the second skill that's really going to help me because it's like really the efficiency that you work and the ideas that you get are going to help you grow your business very quickly. The clarity is really important is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. 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 
So with managing a team, would you say it's managing a team or leading a team? Leading by example. I gotcha. Company. Yeah. Company values, but yeah. Showing up as a leader, like it's, your team's going to perform as well as you lead them. hundred percent. They're your responsibility. Yeah. 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 And then higher degree of presence. Hmm. I'm seeing if I want to ask this now or later. I was asking now. I was asking now. Um, what's that look like on the day to day? Like when you when you think of time spent trying to be more present or just focusing on your body, like drawing yourself into the presence and to the present, is getting a higher degree of presence and having that as a more potent skill. Simply spending more time doing that, or is it something else? A little bit of both. Um, yeah. Again. I would say the more that I, yeah, I would say the more that I read, the more that I listen to these podcasts or these eBooks or whatever, the more aware I am and the quicker the presence is. Um, so yeah, I would say the more that happened, the more time and energy I spend on it, the quicker it is for, for sure. I got you. But the other thing is like, it gets easier with time as well. So it's like, now it's like, I probably only spend 15 minutes or 20 minutes total a day, like really thinking about it or whatever, just 10 minute meditate, 10 minute listen to like a reading essentially. So, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Cool. 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 Do you think there's a golden ratio where it's like, okay, you're doing it 20 minutes. No, I think ratios are bullshit. Just do what works for you. Figure out, yeah. you know, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. 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 Well, what are the highest impact daily actions that are going to take the needle forward for you towards mm. dreams and goals? Yeah, I would say building out more systems and again, hiring a team, getting uh, a sales team, et cetera, stuff like that. And so probably focusing on key actions like that. But the other aspects are like really just taking care of my performance, making sure I'm able to show up every single day with the energy, the focus, the clarity that's needed. So this is again, why I'm really passionate about health and fitness essentially. Well, one, because it saved my life. I'm not, you know, my story, but I'm not sure anyone else does. But the other aspect is like, it just enables me to perform at a higher level every single day. And so I think yeah. taking care of that stuff, like I notice when I have my night routine in and my sleep is dialed in and I have a strong morning routine, it's just boom. I, I feel energizing. I can work for 12 hours and then be super productive, like super productive 12 hours. Not like oh, I got like six hours worth of work done. Like, nah, I got like 36 hours worth of work done. You just crushed it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, take us, take us a bit more into your story. How, how health and fitness saved your life. <laughs> yeah. So, okay. Basically I was stabbed in the throat while at a movie theater. And so just imagine for a second, you're sitting down watching a movie. It starts for 10 minutes, passes. And all of a sudden you feel hard hit to your throat. Cause that was what happened to me. And I initially thought like this person punched me. Like that's what I felt like. And so I stood up and I was like, dude, what the heck? And then I felt another punch to my arm and chest. And then, so I turned around and I pushed him. And as I pushed him, I felt a cut on my wrist and ear. And instantly I realized I got stabbed. Those weren't punches. So the lights turned on, he started running away and I take off my shirt and I wrap it around my neck. You can probably see the scar right here. I don't know, but yeah, anyways. So I take off my shirt, wrap it around my neck, and I'm holding the blood in. I say like two minutes passes before these two older women, women come running up. They're like, what should we do? I tell them, just put pressure on my neck. So they're doing that. And then I hear someone say, 
should we call 911? And I swear I lose it. I, as I'm bleeding out, I swear to God, I yell this back. Yeah, you should call 911. If you don't call them in this situation, when would you? Like, I'm enraged. I'm like, this is what 911 is built for. Like, are you <laughs> kidding me? And so anyways, paramedics come. They start asking me all these questions. What's your name? What year is it? Who's president? And I get it. They're making sure I'm conscious, aware, whatever. They have their reasons. But my only... I'm just pissed off. I'm like, can you guys just like get to know me later? How about you save my life? Like, okay, if you want to do 21 questions, do that at least in the ambulance. Let's get me going to the next level. Oh, shit. <laughs> and so they put me up on the stretcher and it was like brutal. It was so painful. And it was like, I felt all my, every time I moved, it felt like I got stabbed in all those places, the throat, arm, chest. It was like, I got stabbed all there, but even worse than the first time, because I don't have the adrenaline in me. Yeah. And so they're bringing me down all the stairs and I swear to God, I was holding myself like this, trying not to scream my guts out. That's all I wanted to do. I was like looking at the ceiling like this, like, holy fucking shit. Like it was like, it was a gnarly. I remember that pain being so brutal. It was excruciating. Yeah. Holy shit. It was bad. Um. Anyway, so they get me down, down the stairs and we go outside and I remember coming out and it's super bright. I was like, holy shit, it's like 3 p.m. And then so as they start putting me in the ambulance, they start taking me there. I make eye contact with this woman on the sidewalk and she was looking at me like, what the fuck just went down in there? Like, and we were just making eye contact for like 10, five to 10 seconds. She was like, yeah, I still remember her face till this day. She was like, what the fuck? All right, anyways, yeah. they get me in and... I see them come over. I like start to relax for one second because I'm like, the paramedics got me, you know, like I can stop worrying about myself. And as soon as I get that thought, I feel a cold rush through my entire body. And then it dawned on me. I lost a lot of blood. Like I could definitely die. And so I see them come over with this oxygen mask. I remember thinking, don't fall asleep. You're not supposed to fall asleep in this situation. They come over, put it on. I knock out in seconds. I that whatever I was, that shit was potent. I was out. <laughs> no, no shot. I'm staying awake. No shot. Zero percent chance rate. Yeah. And so, anyways, I, I knock out. I wake up seven days later in an induced coma, and I'm living off tubes, like up my nose everywhere. And so, at this point, I was just weak and broken. So, for, in every aspect. So physically, I used to be like 170, six foot, eight percent body fat, like shredded, pretty, pretty jacked now i'm 130 pounds so stick and bone lost all my muscles zero like no body fat and besides that like my legs didn't work anymore and i couldn't eat like a normal food i was literally living off tubes that were going up in my nose for nutrients i felt super weak like it was so hard to describe like how your body feels when it's actually malnourished. Like I made, I appreciate what I have now because I'm like, I never actually experienced what malnourished does to your body. Like in people that are living in countries where they don't, don't have food. I now understand, barely understand. I got to a glimpse into what they experienced and it was, it's brutal. Um, besides that, like my energy was depleted. So literally after a few weeks, I was able to eat normal food again and I would eat half my meal have to nap and then wake up and finish my meal. Like it was like crazy. It felt like going to the bathroom was like, it was a mission. I was like, shit, I got to <laughs> get up and use the bathroom. It wasn't like, Oh, let me go to the bathroom. It was like, no, no. Like, let me, I need a, I'm waiting for five minutes before I get up. That bathroom's like fucking climbing Mount Everest or some shit. Yeah. Dude, it was gnarly. Couldn't think clearly. It was just like, 
I could go on and on. I just literally couldn't think there. I felt stupid. Like you could say, bro, I'll give you like, do like 11 times 11. I'll give you 5k. Couldn't do it. I'd be like, I'm a fucking dumbass. I ain't getting no 5k. <laughs> I can't do, I can't do it. So it was like brutal. Like I was just fucking broken, man. And I guess the worst part though was like, it was like when I was that week, it was just my confidence. I didn't have that self-belief. I started to question. And I was like, okay, can I still hit my goals in life? Like I've always been ambitious. I know I want to run a business, but can I still do it? Or is my potential supposed to rot away with my ambitions? So at this point, I could have given up and made an excuse and said, screw it. Like this shit sucks. But I was like, that's not serving me towards where I want to go. So I just chose in that moment frankly, is when I discovered my legs didn't work. I got pissed off. I was like, this is ridiculous. I used to be a division one track athlete and my legs don't work now. I'm like, I was like, nah, this ain't it. And so I remember that's when I kind of switched. I was like, all right, I'm accepting what happened. Like this happened, it sucks, but let's focus on what we can do moving forward. And so just doing all of that day by day, week by week, month by month was getting stronger and stronger. Within one year, I ran a 459 mile. I was picking up pretty decent weight in the gym again. So like just one day at a time, but this is why I got so into human performance because first of all, like I would, you have to make sure you're in a state where you can just crush every day. Like that's really what enabled me to keep putting so much growth into myself. And so I pretty much used nutrition and fitness to boost my energy levels, my my focus, my mental alertness, my motivation levels. And so ultimately that's why I'm so passionate about performance because I'm like, it transformed my life and it's a big part of why I'm able to run a business around my passion now. So there we go, dude. I had no idea that that was your story. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. It was pretty nuts. <laughs> yeah. So did you ever figure out why the dude stabbed you or like where he went? Did he go to jail afterwards? Like, yeah. So the cops were actually looking for him when he attacked me because two days prior, he stabbed a homeless man 50 times while he was sleeping. So, they were looking for him. Luckily, he used a different knife for me. Basically, he stole two knives from Macy's. So the cops were looking for him when he stabbed that first guy. Um, anyways, he's in jail now. And he was schizophrenic. So he was battling his own demons. In fact, I don't, I have no hard feelings for the guy because what happened was when he regained consciousness. So let me rewind. We were obviously in court after he stabbed me and he got caught. But it was like prolonged because he wasn't in his right mind. He was like insane, right? And so it took like two years, but eventually he regained consciousness. And when he did, he found out what he did and he felt so bad that he pled guilty. Like, so that shows he's coming from a good place in his heart, but like, dude, he was just in a tough situation. He was literally insane. He's like, dude, my bad. Like, there's only so much you can do. And it's like, if I, if I was in the same situation as him where I'm homeless, I don't have food, good food, good water. It's like, who's to say I wouldn't have mind issues like that, you know, like, yeah. So it's tough. So I don't have any hard feelings for him. Um, but yeah, he, so I mean, I hope he, he's able to still live a life. But yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, dang, man. Thanks for sharing that. With, <laughs> with that, you kind of climbed yourself out of that kind of hole with nutrition, fitness. And, you know, you, you love to help people beat procrastination mm-hmm. clearly there were some moments mm-hmm. where you could have or probably did procrastinate during mm-hmm. that sequence of events mm-hmm. so tell us how you beat it and then tell us how you help people beat it yeah so ultimately for me it was and it's literally the same for all my clients like i kid you not we've had clients who 
deem themselves the worst procrastinators ever. Like they just, they'll declare they're going to change their actions and behaviors. They're going to work out, eat healthy. But then when the time comes, they feel resistance. And so they say, oh, I'll do it tomorrow or the next week. Like just the worst the people that are so stuck in their self-sabotaging patterns and ruts. And so a lot of people say you need more discipline, but no, they come to me and they're undisciplined. But what happens is, again, what we typically see with these students is they can change their lives in a single instant simply by choosing to. And it's the craziest thing. Literally, you can just choose to be the man you want to become. And that's literally what some, some of our clients do. And so that's part of it is really that perspective switch. So what we really do is show them why this is happening, why they keep self-sabotaging, despite them consciously knowing what they need to do, why they can't seem to do it. And so once we show them what's actually happening and why the brain's tricking you this way, they get a different, a higher level of awareness so that when they go throughout their day, they see their mind trying to trick them and they say, oh, I'm aware of that now. And so they can disregard it. And so literally... I, I've seen it in an instant. People just kill procrastination and they are crushers for the rest of their life. Like I kid you not, we have client, we had a client, um, Tim, he was doing pretty good. He has a career job, so he's making 25K a month. So obviously doing good. But after we helped him, within two months or three months, he got a promotion at his job and was making 50K months. Like the higher ups saw this transformation in him and his work ethic and how much he was taking action. And they literally told him to apply and he got the promotion. Like, it's just crazy. They turn into freaking killers. Um, so that's like one route is the perspective change. However, there's so many different aspects to it. Again, if you get shit sleep, you get two hours of sleep. I don't care how motivated you are that next day. You're not going to be that productive. Yeah. You might be able to power through and do the work, but the quality is not going to be good. Your focus, your energy, whatever it may be. So then we obviously focus on their health, their night routine, how you start off your day. There's so many different small little nuances about it. So I did the incentives and structures. Like there's so many different ways to, to handle it and different people, different strategies work for it ultimately. Yeah. I gotcha. So sometimes it's a perspective shift. Sometimes mm -hmm. it's a performance habit optimization. Built. Yeah. Habit sometimes built. it's habit related. Sometimes it's nutrition related. Every client's a little bit different, but ultimately we just tackle every factor that helps. And yeah. so when it comes together, yeah, it's powerful. I gotcha. I gotcha. Well, that's cool, man. What character trait do you most need to develop right now to make your dream life come true? Mm, I would say self self-integrity would probably be the biggest one. Uh, not, not necessarily self-integrity. That's not their biggest one, I would say. It's a tough question, actually. I never really thought about this. Yeah, truthfully, I, I haven't really been thinking about that too much. Um, All good. I guess, I guess for the... I would say stubbornness. That's probably probably the one thing I need to to work on in order to get to the next level, for sure, would be the stubbornness. So you need to be less stubborn or more yeah, stubborn? Yeah, less stubborn. Less stubborn. Less stubborn with what? Essentially, just areas in my in my life, I would say. Um, I tend to, if, if I have a strong belief about that and someone comes on, I'll defend it rather than see their perspective from from a neutral standpoint, it'll be more of a defensive standpoint, I would say stuff like that. So mm. small little slight arguments, I would say like that. Give me an example. Um, 
So if I have, okay, an example would be like with my girlfriend or something like that. Um, essentially, if I have a strong belief, whether it's like politics, politics isn't really usually one, but let's say if it was politics or something like that, and she came with like something that was against what I believe, I would be a little bit defensive about it. And I'd kind of argue my point, even though I'm not really giving her an open chance to explain her point. Cause I'm already in my mindset of like, nah, I'm right type of thing. Yeah. Does that yeah, makes yeah. sense. It does. It does. It makes, it yeah. makes sense. Um, so I, yeah. I've just been a little, a little stubborn. I'm at the point where I'm starting, I'm aware of it, but yeah, I'd say that's kind of the biggest, the biggest thing I need to work on myself. If I'm just being honest here. Yeah, no. Honesty is great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we love that. And you also said self-integrity. What do you mean by that? So yeah, for a while and self-integrity is everything. It's your ability to stick to your own word. And so that was something for the past, like, I mean, I, I'm good with it now, but that's something that's like one of the biggest things in being able to perform at a high level is the ability to keep your promises to yourself that is just going to 3x your productivity. If you get in the habit of doing this 100%, it will literally change your entire freaking life. And so yeah. I had that habit for the longest time, but I fell out of it for because I went on this trip to like Europe. And so I let it, my habit slide. But that was the single best habit I've ever had in my entire life. And when we drill this into our clients, they say the same exact thing. They literally feel like they have, I kid you not, a client told us, like, I feel like I have a superpower. If I tell myself I'm not going to drink for three months and I'm going to wake up at 5 a.m. every single day for six months, I do it. And I know I'm going to do it. There's no, there's a hundred percent confidence and certainty because of this. They just dominate every area of life. The productivity skyrockets. We had a client, Ben, his business valuation shot up by 450,000 in nine months. And he added over 200 K additional profits. So it's like, it's literally just because he has a hundred percent self-integrity. Yeah. So, um, I would say I fell out of it while I was on that trip, but I've got, I'm back into it. And so I'd say like, that's just one of the most productive things anyone can do for their life. I gotcha. I gotcha. And so the stubbornness, what do you think is at the root of your stubbornness? I don't know. Probably something, definitely probably something from past when I was growing up or whatever it may be. I think it's not who cares what I believe the root cause is. It's about what I can do to fix the solution. So I've never spent the time to think about like, oh, where's it coming from? I'm just like, okay, I'm aware of it. Got to catch myself in moments where maybe I, I am being a little separate and then say, oh, that's me back off. And so ultimately just been doing that. Could there be a similar perspective shift? So so you, you help people perspective shift from procrastination to uh, to a point where they can become a killer. Right. Mm -hmm. Is there a similar perspective shift that would flip the stubbornness switch for you? Beats me. I don't know, but I, I'm certainly <laughs> just working on it myself and it's, it's going good. I'm making progress. That's not too much, but yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Well, cool, man. Mm -hmm. If there were one or two people that you can meet right now, it could be a specific person or a type of person and they'd really help you take that next step towards your dreams and goals. Who would they be and how would they help you? Okay. Well, I got one that comes to mind. Mark Cuban, the guy's a freaking beast. If anyone can <laughs> do what I'm trying to achieve, it would be him, right? So yeah. that'd obviously be a pretty good person. <laughs> if you're going to get someone, <laughs> let's get the biggest dog in here. <laughs> Cuban. I yeah, love I mean, right? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. No one else came to mind, but yeah, I'm just going to go with that one, I guess. Hey, there we go. Well, cool, man. Thriving three now. These are some sim simpler questions. What's your favorite book, movie, or podcast? Pick one. Mm, favorite book the the master's secret whisper by kapil gupta 
probably you, butchering that. The master secret whisperer. A, a master's secret whisperer. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm not sure if most people would vibe with it, but that's kind of the book that really helped me get to a higher level of presence and really reach peace of mind or have that experience I was talking about earlier where I felt the most powerful ever, like nothing could phase me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe it helps people. Maybe it doesn't. Some people I've recommended it and it just goes over their head or they're not at the point where they can understand the depth or whatever it may be. Some people they're like, holy shit, this is powerful. So who knows? Yeah. I got you. What's one way you like to take care of yourself? Good sleep routine. That's probably my favorite thing. Yeah. How much sleep do you get per night? Usually about seven and a half. That's about what I what I need. But the thing okay. is, I just go to bed at earlier hours. And so like you feel so good and you wake up early and just like the mornings you just crush. Mm-hmm. I feel that. I feel that. How uh is there a specific routine? Like are you doing gratitude journals, like walks at night? Yeah. So ultimately I help my clients do this too. And so what I've realized is everyone has different night routine. What works for me is not gonna work for everyone, right? And so ultimately what I think the key is though. You got to disconnect from a lot of these electronics. They have blue lights, these things that release chemicals in our brain, dopamine. And so think about it this way. So 95% of revenue that Facebook makes is through ads. So the longer they have your attention, the more money they make. That's our entire business model. They literally engineer all these apps. Every app does. They chemically engineer this to make you addicted and mess with your chemicals in your brain. You're not thinking clearly. You get terrible sleep, even if you were to fall asleep. So you got to disconnect from that. Second is you have to reduce your mind activity, figure out a way to ground yourself. And so that's going to be different for everyone. I've had clients that literally do karaoke. I have other clients that meditate. I have other clients that do like a light jog or walk outside. You have to know yourself, you know, everyone's different, but you have to find an activity that the ground, like essentially grounds you or calms your mind yeah. so that you can fall asleep in a better state. And yeah, those are pretty much really the core essence of it. And the other thing is consistency, right? Because I, I'm just telling you when I commit to like a, a night routine and every single night I do it, the consistency is profound. It's insane. The, the more consistent you are with your night routine, the more consistently you're in a state where you're just ultra productive. You have insane energy. You're thinking clearly, you make better decisions. You're just, you're working on an entirely another level. You accomplish more in that one day than you used to in three, four days. And then you have that back to back to back to back, 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 back days. It's, it's nuts. So like sleep's one of the best things you could do. I don't know. It, it's yeah. transformed my life and a lot of my clients. So I just think that's really powerful, often over neglected or oftentimes people know they should be doing things to, to go into bed earlier, but they still don't do it. Right. So obviously that's a, that's a factor as well. I feel you. I feel you. And what is one action step you can take right now or continue to take if you're already doing it to meet and work with Mark Cuban? An action step that I need to take if I were to wanting to work with Mark Eben? Yeah. <laughs> I know a guy who specializes in that, so I would go hire him for his services. He specializes in getting people to work with Mark Cuban? Specialize in getting you to meet anyone in the world. So if you have a really famous person, you can hire him for his services and he'll get their attention and get like, he's had clients say, I want to talk to get an introduction to Russell Brunson. And so he got in contact with Russell Brunson, Russell Brunson even gave him a shout out because he was so excited about what 
this guy, Chris Voss did for his client uh, that his client got like a shout out by him and got in contact and got like the deal he needed or whatever it was. So the so, guy's Chris Voss. Yeah, that's his name. But it's uh, not it's not the negotiator guy that you're probably thinking of right now. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's like I know because I thought the same thing too. I was like, yeah, no. But anyways, uh, that's his name has like two S's or one S. So there's a difference, but nonetheless, not the same guy is what I'm trying to say. No, yeah, he's a he's a podcaster too, right? I'm not sure. So his thing is called like the ROR method, I, I believe. Yeah. Whoa. Relation on relationships. Return, return on return on relationships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you read Giftology? I don't think so. Gotcha. So th- there are a couple gifting companies. So there's John Rulin from Giftology. Mm-hmm. I had a guy on my podcast named Steve Bazagani who can do the same kind of hmm. get you really? to meet anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I didn't know that was a pretty popular thing. I mean, I I know three people in the world who do it. So I don't know what that is. Well, yeah, sure, not popular, but he, that's more than I thought. I thought when I found out he did that, I was like, that was like, I was like, that's a unique thing. Okay, that's epic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. Well, yeah, no, that's that's real cool. Chris Voss. I didn't know there was a, a third guy. So Yeah. Yeah. So that, I guess that would be my action step of where I where I'm at. I, I feel like he'd be my best bet. Otherwise, I'd be like, I, I don't know. I'd have to put a lot of time and energy into it. And it's not worth it. But I'm like, yeah, if I had to, I'll yeah. just send him. <laughs> there we go. There we go. Well, cool, man. We got our last section of the podcast now. Um, usually I give the disclaimer that you can pass on these questions if you want to, because they can get personal, but I don't peg you as the guy to do that so yeah, <laughs> uh what is one limiting belief that continues to pop up in your life if any none come to mind all right there's gonna be a short section for you <laughs> <laughs> there's probably some that i have i don't i'm not trying to say i don't have any limiting beliefs but like literally I none come to mind when's the last time you had a limiting belief that you were you were struggling with uh, I guess it would be the last time where, again, I fell out of my self-integrity and I felt like I wasn't as in control of my actions and what I accomplish in a day. That's really when the limiting beliefs came in. But I feel like when you're operating at a higher level, I, I shouldn't say that and again, that comes off bad or not the way I want to, but I just feel like obviously you can get limiting beliefs, but I feel like I have less of them because I'm confident and certain in my ability to overcome them. Like because of the way that I'm operating, if that makes sense. And that's why like my clients say there, I literally feel so confident because I know if a problem arises, I'll be able to handle it. Like you feel way more in control and in, in your power because you, you are in your power. You yeah. have more personal power. Yeah. So it's not that you never have any mm-hmm. stray limiting thoughts. It's that you don't yeah. get power to the thoughts. So you wouldn't classify them as beliefs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like catching them in a sense or being aware of them, but kind of like you're like, nah, like, I don't know. I, <laughs> I can think of you. Yeah. How you phrase it is pretty good. <laughs> cool, man. Well, I guess last question for you here. What's your favorite belief about yourself? Um, again, I think it's just my, my favorite belief is my self belief in myself. Like literally, I think just being able to have the perspective that you can achieve anything you really set your mind to is the most powerful thing in itself. Um, that's literally what got me from the brink of death to where I am now. Just saying, you know what? No matter what happened, I know I can get myself there. I love it. Well, Adam, that's all we got for you, man. Is there anything mm-hmm. else you want to chat about before we sign off? No, I mean, it was good talking to you. I had a good time. Yeah, yeah, it was a great time. Well, cool. Thanks for coming on the show. Mm-hmm. And if you guys are listening to this and you loved what Adam had to say, make sure to check him out. All the links to do so will be down in the show notes. Adam, where do you want them to check you out? Yeah, so 
essentially two different places. You can go to my Instagram and message me. It's Adam Lucero one, the number one. And then the second place is you can go to procrastinationkiller.co and essentially that will give you an opportunity to book a call with me or something like that, but whatever one works for you. Perfect. Cool. You guys just heard them. All those links will be down in the show notes. Thank you guys for watching. We will see you on the next one. And on that note, we're out. Hey there. Thanks for listening to the show. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to leave a review and send it to a friend. Don't forget, head over to workwithtimmydouglas.com to get your list of life-changing questions and our free book, Impact Ignition, Live a Purposeful Life. See you tomorrow for another show.